Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Okay, before we meet our guest, I have to tell you about the app that has helped me get into the Word every single day. Dwell is a Bible app I've just totally fallen in love with. Their mission is inspired by the psalmist who admonishes us in Psalm 119 to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scriptures. I personally listen to Dwell first thing in the morning when I sit down at my desk and I do some prayer journaling. And currently, I'm going through the beloved listening plan And I'm just loving the way that this allows me to get into the Word every day in a way that's specific to how I learn best. I set a reminder on my phone to pop up so I can easily just open the app and hop into my listening plan. I also love that they have scripture playlists, like ones based on mood, so you can find something from the Lord no matter what you're feeling. One of the coolest things about Dwell is their new read-along experience. And if you've ever seen Apple Music's lyrics feature, then that's exactly what you can expect from read-along with Dwell. Gorgeous backgrounds, big bold text that scrolls as the narrator reads to you. I'm telling you, you've got to try it and I think you're going to love it. So go to dwellapp.io forward slash wildconfidence to get 10% off of a yearly subscription or 33% off of Dwell for Life. Oh man, am I excited for today's guest. Ben Higgins is best known from season 20 of ABC's hit series, The Bachelor, where he opened himself up to millions of viewers, giving them the chance to truly get to know him. The opportunity ultimately led to an enhanced platform that he now uses to share what he is most passionate about with others, his faith, his hope for humanity, and his love for sports. Ben is such a delight. I cannot wait for y'all to hear our conversation. So let's just hop right in. Ben Higgins, welcome to the Wild Confidence Podcast. How are you? Ainsley, I'm well. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's so good to have you. As funny as um, as this may sound, I think a lot of um, people probably already know who you are, feel like they know who you are. Yeah. And honestly, I'm, I'm talking to you. We just talked a little bit about restaurants, a little bit about Denver before we started recording. And I'm like, oh, you're just a hundred percent super real, super normal. And that is the kind of authenticity that we love around here. So we appreciate you and glad you're here. I wish that was cooler where I could like have that where people would just be like you're just that cool guy i would take authentic <laughs> but it'd be a lot i'd feel a lot better about myself you're like you're just like cool but i'll take authentic <laughs> that feels fine yeah i mean you're definitely cool you're definitely yeah. cool <laughs> yeah, we'll say it now we'll follow up with that but yeah I'll, I'll take authentic <laughs> i think authentic is a real really great compliment though if someone Perfect. tells you you're authentic you're like oh okay cool we can be like chill yeah well we can Okay, so before we like get into the hard hitting questions, um, I'm an Enneagram coach. And so I need to know what your Enneagram type is before we get started. I have a guess, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Okay, uh, I'm a four wing three. I was going to guess that. <laughs> no, you really? No, I swear. Yes. Nobody sw- thinks I'm a four. And it's like, I'm just like, yeah, it's interesting. So I did that podcast. It's typology. Yeah. 
with Ian Crone. And uh, he was like, yeah, you are a four. Like you are a hundred percent a four. I'm a, he's a four. Like, and I, I've taken multiple tests. I'm always a four, always a wing three, pretty predictable. That is incredible. I actually really, truly was going to guess that not only because of the um, contents of your book, okay, but I did watch your season of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're, here's the thing. Male fours are very hard for me to type, but the, the wing three for sure got me. My husband's a three wing four. Okay. So for you to be the mirror makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. With everything that I've seen um, and read. So mm. you're kind of textbook. Yeah, I am. I'm very, very textbook, uh, very predictable. Um, and it's weird, like, but fours are the hardest to understand. So I'm glad I'm a textbook four, four because if I was like a super like complex four, then I think I'd just be so hard. to. I already have a hard enough time understanding myself. <laughs> right, right. The way it is. Like I, I got to at least keep something streamlined. <laughs> hundred percent. And the good news is though, is that every four is unique. So you yeah. still have that piece that is unique and different and special about you specifically. Thank you. That, <laughs> see, when you say that, even though I know, you know, to say that my heart, like feels better <laughs> about itself. it's true though. It really is true. I've yeah. not seen, I, people always ask me what my favorite type is and oof, I don't, I probably shouldn't say it publicly, but it is the four because it's like a, a four is like a fingerprint, you know, like none of them are alike. And it's, it's always so fascinating for me to have a conversation with a four because I like, tell me what goes on in your world. It is, it is so not what the rest of us are experiencing. <laughs> oh, it's chaos, confusion, disorientation, uh, a lot of introspection. Um, a little drama. A little drama. Yeah. There's just a lot, there's a lot up there. And, uh, but you know what? We're making the most of it. Yeah. You're doing a great job. And you actually put a lot of your gifts and emotions and things that go on in your head into a book. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about Alone in Plain Sight? What can you tell us about your work? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's funny to hear this stuff because the reason that I wrote this book about this topic is because I believe that many people are, can relate with the contents of this book. Um, Cause it's interesting because most of my life, I, without even knowing what Enneagram number I was or whatever, I felt like the outsider looking at like the unique one, the one that couldn't really find his niche and his group, couldn't really find anybody that thought very similar to, to himself, you know, my relationship with God was one of consistent questioning and wrestling and doubt. And like you say that in the church and people freak out, but it's like, no, this is healthy. This is good. This is, this is like, this is what I would want to be in any relationship I have on this earth. Um, And so anyways, I felt like the outsider looking in and then I started sharing these thoughts as I got older, like when I started to actually be able to process them. And it's weird because I don't want to give the show too much credit for too much. But I actually kind of this came to this realization while I was on the show. You'll see it if you watch The Bachelorette. You'll see a night when I said I felt unlovable. Really, like if you go fast or if you uh, rewind 24 hours in my life, 
you'll see me sitting in a room with a producer talking about how I can't figure myself out and how I carry all this insecurity and how I don't really feel like I belong there. In fact, I don't feel like I belong there at all. And so I think it's one big joke being played on me. And I don't know how to get over that because it can't, it's not allowing me to be the best version of myself. And then I tell this girl, I feel unlovable. And that's when I started to process the fact that I do feel like the outsider. I had never been able to verbalize until then. Well, wow. So I say it and then uh, more and more people come around me and they say, I feel the same way. I feel lonely. I feel disconnected. I feel uh, misplaced. I don't, can't find my purpose or meaning. So I wrote this book for those people, for the people out there that feel disconnected and feel isolated. I love that. I think that that is a common feeling, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I remember the moment that you said that Mm -hmm. because I remember thinking well, first of all, you just collectively broke all of America's hearts immediately because it felt- Shockingly for me. Like, I didn't think that was going to be a, 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 I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Like, I didn't feel that, 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 that just felt honest to me. It didn't feel that weird, to, like, you know, sad anyway. Sorry. But yeah, that was, that was shocking that so many people responded with a resounding like, oh my gosh. It's like, okay. Shocking. <laughs> cool he's like wait what should I have said that wait I'm confused yeah. wait okay that didn't feel like a big deal to me but that's a big deal mm-hmm. well and it, and it is because the the and and you're saying I'm hearing you say the insecurity is what led you to say that but honestly to the people who were in my living room watching it we were like the confidence that it takes to admit that and say that on national television is so admirable and so honest and refreshing. I think that's what it was. It was so refreshing to hear on a, on a, on a reality show that feels very not always real. (laughs) It was a very real moment. Yeah. And, and I think that that was so beautiful. Yeah. It was a very real moment. It's weird to watch back and, I mean, I remember the moment the producer came up to me and he goes, but I don't like you. I was like, what do you mean you don't like me? He's like, I don't like you because I don't know you. You don't let anybody get to know you. You say the right thing at the right time. You stand in the corner when you don't know what to say. I don't know anything about you. I've known you for four weeks. and I know nothing Mm. about you. You are a shell of a human. (gasps) And we went and we talked for four hours. And that's when I said there I do because I didn't disagree with him. I didn't like he wasn't saying anything I didn't know already like yes I has was always in my own head I was only speaking up when I knew I could say the right thing I was staying quiet in the moments that overwhelmed me I was going and napping when things got contentious I was hoping to never be asked on a date because if I was asked on a date then she would get to know me and once she got to know me she would send me home um and so he was right so we talked it through that's where I came to this point and so I yeah I said it thinking I think I thought the response from her, the public wasn't, I don't know if it was in that much in my head. I thought the response was going to be more of like a, yeah, you're just weird kind of thing. Like, yeah, you do need to go home because like, this is, this isn't okay. Instead, it was like this response in the public, especially like, no, I, I like you more. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't get people. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, people. Yeah. Uh, honestly, true. Relate. That's so funny. I mean, it just kind of goes to show how much people value honesty and yeah. authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Truly. But I'm also remembering it, um, something that you wrote in your book, and please correct me if I have the story wrong, because um, 
I'm just, you know, it's a, it's been a day. You got a lot but, going on. Yeah. And I have a puppy that's like, just could be peeing in the house at any moment. And I'm like, please don't be in the house camper, please. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, you wrote about wanting to play D1 basketball. Is that right? But you got injured mm-hmm. and you were one of the few of your friends who didn't end up doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on an, uh, okay. Well, yeah, go, go ahead and finish and I'll tell you the story. Well, I was just, I'm just thinking like, surely that was another thing before you even talked about being unlovable that may have felt lonely or um, like an outsider. Yeah. Many moments in my life. Let me tell you this. Like, and this is not, I don't like, don't feel bad for me. Cause when I say this, I think a lot of people are feeling this way. A lot of moments in my life as a child, like, and there was no great reason for it. Like, I just felt like the outsider. Like the Truman Show, that movie, yeah, uh, paralyzed me. Like literally, and still to this day, can paralyze me in fear. I felt like the outsider. I felt like the joke was on me. I felt like everything, everybody else was in on something that I just wasn't. Like that, that show will forever haunt me. And and so then I go on, and I'm tall. I'm six four, and I was six four early on in life, and uh, I was a decent athlete. And I played on this AU team and everybody in the AU team went on to play division one sports. Everybody but one, me, because I did, I blew up my knee and I blew up my knee bad, like destroyed it in a football game. Well, so that led to a couple of things. One, it led to a couple surgeries, which, you know, I talk about in the book, my struggles with addiction. Um, and then it led to me going to college with a bunch of my buddies who were playing on the basketball team. And I was just their tag along friend uh, who would be their biggest fan. And that's a weird, it's like, that's a weird identity switch because you go and it was good for me. It was humbling for me. It it ripped away my pride, my ego. And I had a lot of pride and ego, but you go from being like somebody you think is going to be playing sports and be celebrated and known for playing sports to somebody who gets it ripped away. And then you're just the guy trying to make it through college. Who's going to your buddy's games with their, with their jerseys on like huge switch healthy for me and good I still wish I could have played division one basketball I missed that but um yeah it was a a weird time I talk about in the book a little bit where we got to lunch and people come up to the table we're sitting and they would get pictures with all the guys all the guys that played on the team and autographs and they would get to me and they'd say who are you and I would have to respond with like oh I'm a nobody like I'm just their friend I'm just their friend and like after you say that so many times yourself, like you kind of like start believing it. Like I'm just their friend. It's all I am. And yeah. I, I think like that scenario, a lot of people can relate with in life where they just, they feel like they're just something. Yeah. Sucks your soul away a little bit, sucks your meaning away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you literally, literally went from one of them you know, one of the athletes, one of the the teammates, one of the people wearing the jersey in the game to quite literally being on the outside and being a a fan of your friends. And I mean, that just thinking about a college male's journey to process through that is crazy. My husband was also, well, he also had a knee injury and ended up playing D1 basketball. So he loves that story. He loves to hear that story from you. Um, but but he went on to play division one basketball. So he's like a real stud. Like he was he like did. a real deal. I he, did. 
<laughs> but you could have had you not had this injury. I and, did win an intramural championship one year. That counts, Ben. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it does kind of sound like that you have almost a collection of moments where you did not feel confident or that you feel like you lost your confidence. But as you have, um, I mean, co continuously put yourself out there and had these kind of conversations, have you found it again? Mm, no. <laughs> uh, let me tell you why. Okay. So there's multiple stories in the book that uh, I point to how it kind of got taken from me. One of them was a weird place where I was feeling really good about life. I had this beautiful girlfriend, um, thought it was it. We were in college and she was right. Now this is going to sound very painful. She was right, but she said, you've lost your it factor. Like the reason that I started liking you, you've kind of lost it. And I remember going, I don't know what that means, but what she meant was like, I was, uh, I was following the crowd or I was following her and allow and take in like getting my own identity sucked away in the process. Now we have this weird mm. thing today with social media where like, if you're weak in any moment, like it can destroy you. Yeah. And, uh, and it does like it, it, it still does. And it's very good at humbling. me. Uh, it does a terrific job at never letting me feel too great about myself. And it feels like <laughs> right now I'm especially in a season of life where like it just every day. Um, in fact, like my, the lady that runs my social media today is like, Hey, we were going to post this today, but we're going to hold off just so like, cause I know you're tired. And I, and I just think you're going to get a lot of backlash. It's like, what a, and then she has to remind oh, okay. me, she, I, her exact line to me was, um, I just hope you you know that you're not a bad person, that you're, you're actually doing great things in this world and you just can't listen to all the comments. It's like, that's great, but it still hurts. And I don't fully like that in itself kind of feels hard to hear because um, there's somebody who works with me and is like, kind of like a friend of mine. And, and so like, no, because it's a consistent battle for me. And I only say that not to be a victim and not to be self-deprecating, but I think there's a lot of people out there that feel very similar. Like they, they haven't got it back, but I have tools now to process it. I have tools now not to let it uh, completely destroy me. I read about those tools in this book. Like I'm still on that journey. And that's why I think this book is cool because during, in the middle of the process yet, um, I have tools that help me like understand where I'm at, why I'm the way I am and help me move through it, or at least help me sit in it in a healthier way. And I think that's yeah. where I'm at. I'm just sitting in the lack of confidence better. And then allowing those moments of confidence, not to let my ego start to make the decisions, but to like celebrate those and say, this is a joyful season that I actually am feeling okay. Absolutely. And celebrating that is an incredibly healthy thing to do. So, I mean, you're talking about these tools. I, I need to know them. Tell me, tell me the tools. Tell me a little bit more. Okay. Well, first off, there's, there's a, quite a few. Yeah. Quite a the few book would be a great place to start. So you can go to yep. benhigginsbook.com. You can purchase this book. Then because the Amazon algorithm is so fantastic, you go on and review and give this thing a five star. Yes, but you can. Until then, um, you know, there's a few, the, the book is broken up into four sections. One is connection with self. And so my, uh, what I want to say there, cause I'm not one to give a lot of advice more. I want to ask the right questions. And so if we strip everything away from our life, um, all the labels, all the expectation, all the guilt, all the shame, everything, 
and you ask yourself, who am I? What comes to mind? Like, how would you answer that? Who are you if everything's been taken away? You're not just a doctor, even though that's a crazy cool thing to be. You're not just an attorney. You're not just a lawyer. You're not just a mom. You're not just a dad. You're not just whatever you are. Who are you if all of those things aren't in the mix? And I think they help make you something, but what's going on inside? Because I really believe that in order to step forward to the next part of being a really good good friend and accountability partner, you have to understand and learn to uh, love yourself. Second part is then moving into community. So one thing I've done preemptively is given my friends the permission to speak accountability into my life. But one's friends that know me and friends that want to be careful to me is they uh, they're sensitive um, to to my feelings, but they also want me to be the best man possible. So I give them that permission. So when I'm down and out, when something's happening, uh, that is just crushing me, I know they're going to be there to speak truth into me. That truth might not be one I want to hear, but at least it's truth and allow me the framework and the foundation to start building on. So the second is just making sure you enter into authentic, healthy community. Third, I have a section on romance, singleness and romantic relationship. My big hope there is that I just kind of prove that singleness is not a disease needing to be cured it's something beautiful it, ha it has a ton of opportunity to it um, so if you're in that season I sat in that season for a long time especially if you're in that season you're in a church whoo good golly <laughs> like people really don't Brutal. treat you nicely like they really yeah. treat you like the outsider and I know yeah. that I felt that and like that's just not true it's a failure on the part of a congregation if that's the way you feel and so just know the opportunities that are out there when you're single uh, and then romance, like what does it look to be in a romantic relationship? What is what are the things that you can hold on to? And then finally, your relationship with God. So if you're single or in a romantic relationship, I don't know if that really goes into helping you process your lack of confidence, but at least it gives you confidence for whatever season you're in. Uh, and then your relationship with God, uh, which is everything's pointing to that, which is the ultimate answer, at least in my life as a Christian. Uh, it's had a lot of mystery. Um, a lot of things to discover, a lot of curiosity involved, a lot of confusion and sometimes disorientation, but believing that there is a God out there who has called me to love my neighbor and love my God. Uh, and then to try to do that in the best way possible uh, has helped guide me and build up a confidence because here's how I'll close this is there's very few things in life that bring me more joy and more confidence than when I am not focused on myself, but focused on others. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I think God was onto something there. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Hey, if you're enjoying Wild Confidence so far, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. And we have some bonus content for you. We have a Patreon that you can join if you head to patreon.com forward slash wild confidence. We have podcast bonuses. You get the episodes early, uh, free downloads, and some Enneagram extras that are just so much fun. And we have such a fun community over there. So I would love for you to join us there and support the podcast so we can stay wild at patreon.com forward slash wild confidence. And I'm hearing you talk about this and explain the things that um, are in the book and in your head and on your heart. And you have a level of self-awareness that is incredible. And you have a gift of being able to look in and have that um, introspection. So, uh, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to generalize this, but generally speaking, maybe other Enneagram types or men in general outside of type fours don't always have that gift. 
So because my, uh, the majority of my audience is female, I would like to tell you to please go buy this for your significant other, Mm. (laughs) because I do think that it's a gift. It's a gift that you have. And, um, Enneagram fours typically do have that gift of self-awareness and introspection, but that's why I think a a four male is so rare. And I don't want to keep talking about the Enneagram, but it is true. And, um, I think that you embody that gift really well. And that, um, is why I think it's good for other men to hear it. So ladies buy it for your boyfriends or guy friends. Even they don't, you don't have to be in a relationship. Just buy it for somebody. I'm going to get it for my brother as well. I like the audible versions and um, you read that you read your book for audible. One of the hardest, it might be harder than reading the book. Um, really? I messed up all the time. That poor guy sitting in the booth. I, mean, <laughs> I speak for a living. Like I have a podcast for a living and I'm sitting yeah. in the booth trying to read this thing, wrote it. And I'm like, slurred my words. And, I'm, and he's like, start over, you know, go back to the person. It took us three, three 12 hour days to get that auto book out. Yeah. So please go listen to that. That would be That's awesome. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. So I had a great time listening to it. You did. A, you did a good job. I would have never known. <laughs> well, thank you. So I'm thinking about like, okay, I'm just wondering, I mean, all of these tools are incredible. And I think that they're awesome as far as accountability and community. All of those things are so crucial to, um, just our, our general health, but our health and faith. And as we walk out our faith journey and I'm, and I'm wondering just how did gaining a global platform impact your confidence? Wow. Um, global platform, you know, at first it was really awesome. I remember the moment it hit me. I was, uh, watching the new year's Eve ball drop and behind Ryan Seacrest was a picture of myself on the whole side of the ABC building. For when and you I were the bachelor? Yeah. The promo? Sudden, okay. Yeah, and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, like that's crazy. And then the tagline came out, perfect Ben. And and first moment that hit me, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And then all of a sudden I went to bed that night. I'm laying in bed. I'm like, everybody's going to hate me. <laughs> like, you can't set higher expectations. I'm going to fail everybody. Like, <laughs> how, how do you mo- move up from here? Like, they're literally, they know I'm not perfect. I kind of thought it was a funny thing. And like, you know, they knew I was and the people on the show were like, yeah, he's not. But like, he tries his best sometimes. <laughs> and then it's like, well, guys, like this, this is, you're setting me up for failure. Um, but it's still kind of like ringing in my heart a little bit. And then what happened was the criticism starts to come, the questions start to come. And then you, uh, I mean, within you go, I was went from being a software salesman to being the bachelor, like in five months. And all of a sudden people are saying, your eyes are too close together. Your head's too small for your body. You, you have a, you know, you don't look like you work out or whatever. All this stuff starts flowing in on top of you and you don't know how to process and handle it. And I'm like, and I was feeling pretty good about myself when that stuff started. And so I started calling my buddies, that group. And I started saying, hey, I'm, I don't know what to do. And they're like, yeah, you know, Ben, what if you use this for something other than yourself? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, what if this thing was never meant to be about you? Like, if it's about you, it's just going to disappoint you. Because one, you don't have like a tangible skill set that like allowed you to be a bachelor. You got chosen to be the bachelor. That's awesome. You got handed a platform. That's great. But yeah. what if you use that platform to focus on others? And that's where, like, I guess the peace came on. 
like I don't know if I've gotten much confidence from it but like there's a piece to it or there's a purpose to it which it gives it meaning and value and like if it goes away tomorrow in fact my fiance was telling me last night we were sitting here talking through some stuff and she's like if that all goes away tomorrow you still have something left yeah and like and that's something to celebrate don't don't uh forget that and so yeah, I think once I started getting peace about it, I started to like it. I don't know if I ever got confidence from it though. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking like, did it hurt your confidence to be under that oh. much? Like those people saying the craziest things. People just are too brave sometimes. We call that unnecessary bravery. That was unnecessary, boo-boo. You need to sit down for a second. Like you need, no. you need to bring that energy into here. But I'm also, I mean, I think I would just 100% poof and disappear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine if you are like a high school student or college student going through this stuff, middle school. Uh, it's in fact, something I've been thinking about a lot recently, like as a 31 year old, almost 32 year old man, like it paralyzes me still, it can. And then I have to go back to those tools that I was telling you about, you know, yeah. reconnect with myself, reconnect with others. Um, and then with God, but um, yeah. So the question you asked, it's interesting, like about the confidence piece of it or what was gained from it. The cool part though, I would say is that it has enhanced my life because it, like, I wouldn't be talking to you today without that. I wouldn't have this book without that. Right. Maybe I'd write a book, but it definitely wouldn't be in the form that it is today. It probably wouldn't be in the season of life that I'm in today. I also wouldn't be involved in generous coffee. Uh, I wouldn't have a podcast. I don't know if I'd have met my fiance. So like at the same time, like it hasn't been bad to me. I would just say like, it's not the answer. Like yeah. it's not the, it's not the worthy of the pursuit that yeah. happens. Awesome. It's not worthy of the pursuit and it doesn't do anything fulfilling. Like Jim Carrey, uh, the wise philosopher um, <laughs> said like, I hope everybody can get rich and famous so they can realize just how um, unfulfilling it is or something yeah. like that. He's like, so true. Like that cannot mm -hmm. be more true. And like, I mean, I, I haven't gotten rich, but like I felt fame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've got like the bad side, the, the, poor, <laughs> the bad side of that. <laughs> the attention without the check. You can't. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's funny. I, you know, I was praying the other day and I was praying as I was writing uh, the book that I'm working on and I was like, please, you know, bless the people that read this plus you know my hands as I'm writing this flow whatever you want to be said and the Lord was like you know you're not going to get the glory for this you know that right like I'm going to get the glory and I was like oh 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 you can have the glory I just want the swipe up link you can have <laughs> the glory I don't want none of this yeah <laughs> I want the message to be out there and I want the swipe up link so I can direct people to it, but you can keep all that mess that comes with the attention and the criticism mm -hmm. and the backlash. You can keep all that glory. Let me tell you, I was like, you just give me the little swipe up and we're good. The reviews. You really want the reviews I've heard. The reviews, the reviews positive and the ratings. Yeah. 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 The positive ones. Uh, but that's just reminding me of that. It was just funny. A funny moment that I had with him. So, man, I'm just, I'm thinking back. I'm always thinking back. That's just the thing that I like to do. I like to reflect um, on your younger self. I mean, it sounds like the confidence that you have now 
comes directly from the work that you do for others mm -hmm. and yeah, the gifts that the Lord has given you to, to be able to do that, that the pouring out is what fills you up and gives you the confidence that you need to move forward and even have a platform that is full of all the things that it's full of good and bad and ugly and yeah. happy and all the things. But what advice would you give your younger self pre-platform who is injured, felt like an outsider? What advice would you give him? Young Ben. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd say also what fills me up is silence. I'm a big fan of silence. And so okay. like, as like, I really get energy from just disconnecting. Uh, and so that's another thing. What would I give my advice? Ah, uh, that it, it's all going to be okay. That the journey is just beginning. Um, that you have purpose and that you have value. Um, that your passions in life can be used for good. That your time is not wasted. That your time can actually be valuable. Um, to explore, stay curious. Uh, to understand that those breakups aren't going to ruin you forever. <laughs> me you know uh, yeah yeah but i i think i would tell i would really lean into like explore and stay curious and uh into into really stay curious about god because if like if, if like god is real to you and not like in a cool like fluffy way if God is real to you, it changes everything forever. And it changes how you see people and deal with people and how you see yourself. It's, it changes when you speak up, and when you don't. Um, so yeah, explore that. Stay curious about that. And part of the exploration that you mentioned earlier was the doubting and the wondering and the wandering. And I just want to reiterate that because I think that's one of the ways that God becomes real mm. is through the process of digging and being like, are you, did you say this about that? Did you mean when you said this, what, what did you mean by that? What do you say about me? What is, and all of these things uh, you were talking about earlier, but I just wanted to reiterate that because I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that you can do with God is wrestle right? You can't yeah. wrestle with someone that's far away from you. When you wrestle, it's an intertwined, your sweat mm -hmm. is mixing together. And, um, is it Jacob that was mm -hmm. wrestling with God? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in the wrestling, he was almost demanding a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so cool that, that he was wrestling with God and yet walked away with a blessing, but also with a reminder. Yeah which is that, that limp, that, that reminder that God is always nearby and he will always wrestle with you. And he will always, he's always desiring a relationship with you. So you know that he's real. And so that you can feel that he's real mm -hmm. or see or know, or however you receive information. Um, I feel like you're a feeler. I am. I'm okay. a feeler. Yeah. I think it's like an IJF KP or the, whatever that was back in the day, the Myers Briggs. <laughs> I'm JFK. Yeah, I yeah. Okay. Something like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, I just, uh, I hear you and I, I, I agree with you. The wrestling has been really fantastic for me because uh, I don't want to talk about, to base my life around, to invest everything I have into. 
an idea and a theory that I say because it makes me feel a little bit better about going to bed at night, a little bit better about death, a little bit yeah. better about the future. Like it just doesn't, like I, I'm not interested in that game. I want, yeah. I'm not. And so what I want to do is I want to invest those things. If I'm going to say I believe in a God, then like I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle, search for, build that. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go and search for this God that's already searched for me. And, uh, and it's a beautiful gift because if once, like if it can sit as a truth in your life, it changes everything. Um, yeah. And, and I think for years I was scared of that. I, I don't think I did it. I don't think I was interested in that. Um, my hope is that when you read this, you realize that you're never alone in plain sight, not only with this relationship with God, but also with others, that your pain actually can connect you. Because I, I, I actually believe this. Not everybody has ex- been able to experience true um, hope because Joe Saxon once taught me that hope is looking back on the things of the past and believing that those things can happen in the future. And if you don't have any joy in your past, and some people could argue that they haven't, then um then it's hard to look for hope in the future and so um the two things that connect us are pain and death now that sounds heavy and weird and kind of like sad but if those two things actually are the things that connect us what how 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 beautiful is it that we can enter into each other's pain with each other in empathy um that we're never alone with even in our darkest moments that joy is is there and that light will come in the morning but in the midst of those lights when we're in the season of pain you're never alone I think it's really beautiful. So good. That's so good. I love that so much. I, for one, appreciate all the work that you're doing. I think that you've done an incredible job stewarding um, the the platform that you've been given. And you're involved in all kinds of stuff, which is really cool. And we can find everything that you're involved in. Um, I, I saw quite a few links in your bio on Instagram. Yeah. And the best way that we know uh, as a wild confidence community to pour back into you is through prayer. Mm. So how can we, as a collective wild confidence crew, as we listen to our cars or while we're taking a walk or cleaning the house or whatever, mm-hmm. how can we pause and pray for you? What can we pray for? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, please go to Instagram and find all the stuff that's going on. Alone in plain sight again is at benhigginsbook.com. And Generous Coffee is my full-time job. 100% of the profits are donated to nonprofits and social causes around the world. So those two things are big deals to me. Uh, To be praying for me, I'm feeling very disoriented right now. Uh, And not in like a, like my biases I've worked on for years to be ripped away. Um, But I'm just in a season where I just don't understand where we're going. Just don't know what God is calling me to and others to. And like, if, if a friend comes to me and is like, you know, Ben, what do you, like, what do you think, where, where do you think God's at in this? And I just don't know right now. Mm. It's, it's a tough season for many, confusing yeah. season for many. Um, and I'm not talking politics, I'm not <laughs> talking religion. I'm talking <laughs> life. It's a tough season for many. Absolutely. And, uh, and as a four, I carry a lot of that. And I know Absolutely. I do. Yeah. And, uh, and then when it happens to myself, I carry that too. And so like, I'm just feeling, if I'm honest with you, I'm feeling heavy recently. Like I'm just feeling like heaviness in my chest and I don't know why. And you could maybe pray that like joy will come to me again. You got it. We will pray for that. And I can't thank you enough for hanging out and um, just blessing us with this conversation, Ben. Ainsley, thank you. Thanks for be listening. That's awesome. 
always. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.